You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda start your day off on the right foot on the front foot with virtual coffee with the collective cafe where we mastermind we manifest we collaborate we help one another at the business of web3 or anything else that intersects whether it's culture collaboration creativity innovation disruption entrepreneurship or coaching so give us a subscribe bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collectives collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe well good morning good morning everybody it is wednesday july 12th 8:02 a.m and uh, I have an amazing little audio clip to share with you to set the scene today. But before I do that, for those of you that are new to me, to the Collective Cafe, to Alpha Collective, to Startup Club, to Clubhouse, to the world, if you were just born right now, okay, maybe that's taking a little bit too far. Just a couple of ways and I'll do a quick, uh, a quick set now, a reset after 30 minutes and then one right at the end. There are a bunch of ways that we can, if you like what you hear and what you see and how you feel and how this makes you feel and how much you grow today, there are a few things you can do. One is make sure that you have that you are following me, that you are following the startup club, that you are in the house, that you've set the bell to alert you whenever I go live or we go live. Let me tell you, I'm only going live in the Collective Cafe Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. This is my focus. This is my heart. This is my priority right now. You are all my priority right now. And so that's one way that you'll know. But the other way is just to realize that we're here every day. So you may not be, and that's okay. And if you aren't, there are ways that you can actually continue 
this conversation. We have a podcast version of this. In fact, it typically goes up within an hour. Just go to bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. I'll put a few links up shortly. The other thing is there is one link in particular that I really, really want you to take advantage of. It would mean the world to me. Every single Wednesday, uh, Alpha Collective, which is a uh, a professional organization focused on the business of Web3, we have at least, we're going through right now a series of 13 free preview talks, Alpha Beta talks. Today is someone that is very, very near and dear um, to to all of us. It's it's Francine Hardaway. She is giving the talk today. It's at 3 p.m. And I would just love you all to register for it and to attend. She's such an amazing person. She is our Yoda, which is why you can see the image of her with her little Yoda ears as well. And she's going to talk about AI, FOMO, and fear. Uh, I'm getting so deep down that rabbit hole of AI I'm just realizing what an existential threat and opportunity it is, and it actually is all up to us right now. Um, we have we have a choice. Today I listened to this one scenario, which is it's actually a good scenario, is that these AI, the AI, sentient AI, the, the singularity, they become so smart so quickly that they actually just ignore us. How scary and yet exciting is that? They just ignore us. We're actually so insignificant to them that they continue to do whatever they're doing and they just kind of don't even worry about us. We're, we're not a threat and we're not an opportunity to them. We're just are there. We're just, we just are. And so they just kind of move on without us. That might be a better scenario than at least you know the Skynet doomsday scenario. So please do register for Francine's talk today. It's at 3 p.m. You can listen to it live or if you do listen to it within 24 hours, there is a POAP, there is a digital collectible, a digital ticket stub that we will send to you. You don't even have to do anything. And the more you collect, the the better the chance you have of getting a full membership pass, which is currently selling at one ETH or $2,500. And just to let you know, there's no bait and switch here, which is if you do choose to join Alpha Collective's community, there is even a free mint, so you can get in for about three or four bucks. So... I wanted, I wanted to make sure it was exclusive, but not excluding. It's very important, exclusive, but not excluding. So today I want to talk about, it's Wellness Wednesday. So we talk about mental health. We talk about skills. We talk about leadership. We talk about priorities. It's not, you know, it's not kind of health and wellness and meditation, and which is important. It's not meant to be kind of, um, you know, the woo-woo, if you will. And I'm learning to be more woo-woo in my life, let me tell you. I'm not knocking woo-woo. I'm becoming more woo-woo. Um, but, but the idea is, like, what's something that you can actually take with you that can motivate you directly or indirectly? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do something that, that you have access to something that no one else will, which is yesterday I pre-recorded an episode of my talk show, Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous, I've had about 500 guests on the show, Seth Godin and Dan Pink and Baratundi Thurston and Carol Baskin and Patrick Fabian who played um, Howard Hamlin on Better Call Saul. Yesterday, I had Paul Hutchinson. Let me tell you a little bit about Paul. Um, this is, I mean, this guy is a living, breathing saint. Um, it's, it's over a period of 10 years, Paul has led and played a key role in over 70 undercover rescue missions to liberate trafficked children, not just not just child trafficking, but sex, child sex trafficking. The the horrific reality of combating the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world, 
motivated Paul to use all of his available resources to eradicate this evil from the earth. And uh, he actually went undercover for, I think it was three plus years. And uh, he made a movie. He's executive director of the Sound of Freedom movie. Uh, the film highlights one of, um, one of the largest child rescue missions in history with over 120 victims being liberated. Paul's role in the rescue, it's based on, it's a true story, it's his story. Paul's role in the rescue is played by the producer of the film and, and it documents the, this rescue mission in Colombia. Um, and um, I'm going to play, so I'm going to do two things for you today. One is I'm going to play a little clip from this. Um, and then I'm also going to give you a link if you want to watch before it co- I'll probably release it next week or the week after. Um, but sometimes when I'm really kind of inspired by a guest, I'm, I'm going to want to share it here with you. So I'm going to play you this clip. It's about, I think, two minutes. So listen to it and then we'll discuss, we'll discuss it. It's called The Good Samaritan Wasn't Broke. Here it is. About an hour later, I get a call from John Pennington. He was the co-founder of the funds with me. And, and uh, his exact words, he goes, Paul, I, I heard what you're thinking of doing. He said, have, have you thought this through? Mm. He said, you're set. You're, 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 you could sell out in your company and buy an island and be happy the rest of your life. And I said, John, would I really be happy if I bought an island, if I bought a jet, if I bought a yacht? I said, if I was doing something else dangerous tomorrow, if I was climbing Everest or something, you and I would have the same conversation. He said, yeah, we we probably would. I said, and when I'm 95 years old and I look back on my life and I say, I climbed this mountain and I helped build this multi-billion dollar company and I, I helped rescue this many children from slavery, from sex slavery, which of them matters at all? So that's what I would say to everybody. Everybody, everybody is going to reach a point in their life where they look back and say, what matters? I've realized that making a powerful, positive impact in the lives of other people is really what matters. That's the core of all of it. And when you do that, understand this, you don't have to give up the lifestyle, right? And it's okay. It's okay as the business owners that are listening to this, it's okay to have a a vision board and that vision board can have travel on there and that vision board can have nice cars and nice houses and and it's okay. Realize that that the good Samaritan wasn't broke, right? He he had to have resources to be able to make a Mm. difference there. And so today I, I admonish people to find things that motivate them, whatever it is. I use things, houses, cars, and jets, and whatever. I think use things to to motivate me to do the right thing long enough for me to realize the right reason to be doing it. And the right reason isn't things. It's making a difference. And when you get to that point, you you realize that's what's the most fulfilling is is standing up and saying, okay, I'm not on my watch. I'm, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to use my gifts. I'm going to use my resources in a way that I can truly make a positive, powerful impact in the lives of others. A positive, powerful impact coupled with this idea that the good Samaritan wasn't broke. I mean, this man is basically a, it's kind of like a living Batman and uh, a Bruce Wayne in many respects. 
But it, it really got me to thinking about this idea of of balance, prioritization, almost this idea of saying, I mean, we, we, we went deep in this conversation. By the way, one of the things that I'd like to, that I will be doing in this collective cafe is not just, that was an extended clip, which I will not release at all. I do typically edit it down to about a one minute clip, which I will release, you know, on, on the social medias. Uh, but the extended edited clip <clears throat> is something that I'll only release to the community, to the Collective Cafe, uh, to our Discord, which is discord.gg forward slash alpha collective to members, etc. The The other thing that I'm going to start to do is whenever I'm pre-recording an episode, I'll let you know that morning. Um, and so if you want to attend the actual pre-recording, you can do that. And you can ask questions, you can comment, your comments will be featured on the episode. So kind of part of my vision for reinventing the talk show, having a business talk show, <clears throat> is this idea of a live virtual studio audience. And in a way, we are a virtual studio audience. So is, there are going to be more and more benefits to, I think, attending live. Um, but at the same time, as I said, you can always just subscribe to the pod um, and be able to take it from there. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this idea of the good Samaritan wasn't broke. Let's talk about the fact that, you know, in this conversation that we had, I spoke to him, I was like, how do you not get overwhelmed? We spoke about Oscar Schindler and the ring. You know, the, I could have saved one more person. How, how do you bear the weight of the world on your shoulders? Quite frankly, if we want to bring it back to just each and every one of you here today. The weight of the world is on our shoulders. If we are entrepreneurs, if we're startup founders, if we're solo entrepreneurs, um, if we're breadwinners, whether we are solo breadwinners or, or shared, there's so much pressure on us to deliver, deliver the goods, deliver, bring home the bacon, show me the money. But amidst everything, are we happy? Are we fulfilled? Are we living our why? Are we doing what we're put on this earth to do? Are we using our gifts and our talents? Are we maximizing our potential? And I think what I got out of this clip with Paul is that we actually can do both. It's not, uh, it's not zero sum. It's not mutually exclusive. In fact, it's an end, not an all. Uh, one might even say the more successful we are, the more good we can do the more we can help. You know, I am determined that no matter how not famous I become, it will, only, it will only focus me on helping more people. I can do that two ways. Well, I can only do it one way, actually, which is resources. Whether my resources are my time, my money, my effort, my energy, this room, the ability to give my time for free, the ability to help people, but I've, I've realized amidst, and, and amidst everything that, you know, and I've said we had the room earlier this week on time. Time is our scarcest, most precious commodity. And time is not scalable. Time is fixed. Time is finite. And the only way we can really use our time mega efficiently is one too many. Is a room like this. The more people that are in the room today, the more we can help. The more people that can be helped. It's not just by me. 
It's by each other. It's by someone who comes onto stage or someone <clears throat> who's commenting in the chat. It's up to all of us what we do with this time, what we do with this opportunity. But when we get down to one-to-one, it is highly, highly inefficient. It's filled with friction. If you have a mentor, if you have a coach, if you have a therapist, that one-to-one time is golden. And it's worth paying for, by the way, because of the inefficiency of it and the unscalability of it. But when we can get ourselves into these one-to-many, or as I would call it, many-to-many, or as I would call it, actually something even bigger, which I believe is the Web3 value proposition. I call it the sum to sum. Because there's no point in too many of us being, if we were all in a, in a Tony Robbins-esque stadium right now with 60,000 people, that's a different dynamic to being in a room with 100 people. And it's a different dynamic to being around a table breaking bread with five people. And it's a different dynamic to having a one-on-one coaching call or a therapy session with your therapist And it's a different dynamic to actually being alone with yourself and being comfortable with yourself and loving yourself and being able to have a conversation with yourself and being able to be honest with yourself. So these one-to-many or many-to-many or some-to-some environments are actually where we can do the most good, where we can be the most productive, where we can be the most efficient. That's why, for example... Francine today, she will be in a one-to-many environment and she will be able to do more good in that environment. And my goal is to give her a platform and give her a megaphone and give her, uh, she has the voice, but just help her distribute that voice and syndicate that voice. It's the same concept as the Startup Club. That's what we're doing here. We're trying to figure out pathways and and, and, um, different mechanisms for us to do more good and when you look at someone like Paul he's one person who actually is making a difference and can make a difference and I asked him the question I asked him like like what can I do what can you do what can anyone in this room do what can we do we're just little old me we're just one person we're just you know we're insignificant why me why us why now and his response was, you know, he, he said he'll go on, on any podcast that will have him. If any of you have a podcast and you want to have Paul on, uh, I'll make the introduction. Awareness. Every little bit helps. Every person we tell, every time we share the message and spread the message, we are helping. So back to the subject at hand, the Good Samaritan wasn't broke. This tells us to actually do well, make money, be successful, and then not hoard it. Not hoard it. Not, you know, not essentially keep it all to ourselves. Not, look, the Good Samaritan, I suppose, could go to Mykonos. (laughs) The Good Samaritan, I suppose, um, can have a private jet if the good samaritan chooses maybe that's out of the reach for most of the people in this room including me you know that is a bit excessive but no one says you should feel embarrassed or 
punish yourself or or not be able to spend the money that you've earned, but not all of it. So you've got this beautiful continuum. One is don't spend it all. Don't blow it all, right? As it comes in, it leaves, especially on frivolous, superficial, materialistic things. And then the other continuum is don't hoard it all and be miserable your whole life. And, uh, you know, literally just spend all your days counting your money. And then leaving it to, as I've said many times, and I will keep saying it, the worst thing that we can do for our kids is to leave them a fortune. We want them to have what we never had, so we should give them what we never had, which is nothing. (laughs) We should give them the, it's not just nothing, we can give them so much wisdom and opportunity and teaching. We'll talk about coaching and mentoring here in the Startup Club and outside the Startup Club and in Discord. And hello to Slick and Jonathan and, and Christopher who are in our Discord at the moment. But sometimes we neglect, you know, the people that are the closest to us, our family, our kids. You know, I have this, uh, <laughs> I have this constant battle with my kids one in particular at the moment, I will not name them. And they just say to me, not everything has to be a life lesson, Dad. And maybe they're wrong. Because how much wisdom can a kid have, really, at the end of the day? I mean, they wouldn't enjoy me saying that right now because they feel they have so much wisdom, but they don't. I have to have a little bit more than them. It's impossible that I don't after 52 years on this planet. But I also, I have a vested interest. I have a horse in the game, them, their well-being, and making sure that they succeed and that they're successful. And that is the ultimate authenticity. So mentoring begins at home. Life lessons begin at home. I think the next time they say that to me, I'm going to say, actually, everything is a life lesson. I think you're wrong here. The question is, what do you do with those lessons? How do you apply them? Have you thought about that? Instead of dismissing the lesson, have you thought about what you could do with that lesson? And in this case, I learned from Paul. I learned that... um, you know, a friend of mine the other day, he lives in a magnificent home in London, in one of the most affluent suburbs in London. I think probably if he were to sell his house, he'd probably get anywhere between 15 to 20 million pounds. And he spoke to a mentor of his, and his mentor said to him, You can't eat bricks. And that, my friends, is the title of today's episode. I love it when I come up with the actual episode title, and I know it it when I've done it. I'm sticking that into the cafe chat. You can't eat bricks. Priorities. All, All the money, all the wealth, all the success means nothing if you actually can't use it. And the first place to spend it is on yourself, actually, and your family. 
putting food on the table, but also not, you know, not being so altruistic that you can't spoil yourself, that you can't actually invest in some in yourself and 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 yes, some of the uh, frivolities, if that's a word, if I pronounce it correctly. But then at the same time, what else? What else are you going to do? What legacy are you going to leave behind? How will you have made a difference? And I like the fact that, you know, when we think about it, th- think about the context of this room for a second, right? It's, it's 8.24 in the morning. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. It's July 12th. Soon it's going to be August and September and Labor Day and it's going to start getting colder if you live in the in the US and, and in the Northeast, etc. And the days become weeks and the weeks become months and the months become years and the years become decades and we grow old and we die. What's the point? Well, that's the point. The point is to make it a point. The point is to be able to say, what did we achieve this year? I almost think we, we, I remember discussing this maybe six months ago, but what is your, like we should have two resumes. We should have a professional resume and a personal resume. Are you updating your personal resume every day? Every week, every month. It's something to think about. In, in many respects, your professional resume is something you show to an employer and maybe a personal resume is something you don't show to anyone. You show it to yourself. You show it to your parents. You show it to your mentors. What did you achieve? In some cases, you achieve something by even just showing up today, just coming to the room. Instead of... I don't know, listening to music or or going to a growth hacking room. You have a choice. We all have choices. And um and I was very moved by Paul. I was very moved by by the by having a conversation and it, like it talk about imposter syndrome. Like part of me is thinking like who am I to even have this conversation? Do I even deserve to have this conversation with someone who, you know, who's put himself in danger, spent all of his resources to save children? The the episode was very profound. By the way, I'm going to do a, a reset soon, so I'm going to take away that link. Um, so anyone who hasn't, um, who isn't planning on registering, or if you are, please go ahead and do that now and, and, and capture that link because I'm going to put a few other links. In fact, I'm going to put the link to, to the episode with Paul so you can watch it if you want to. So I'm going to replace that in about four minutes. Um, there were, I'm going to just read you a few of the show notes um, from, um, from, from this episode. Um, but the, you know, this is like, whew, I mean, when, there was a little girl, a little girl that changed his life when um, she's, the, um, she's the subject of the movie. And, um, you know, when she was rescued, um, she said these words, I didn't think anybody would come. She gave up. 
or she almost gave up. She lost hope. Hope is the thing that will save you and hope is the thing that will kill you. I didn't think anyone would come. Someone's always coming, my friends. Someone is always coming. You've just got to keep the faith and you've just got to be patient enough um, and and you've just got to be able to stay the course. We, I asked him questions about our people above redemption. He spoke about, you know, he's been asked the question, if you were alone in the room with one of these perpetrators, what would you rather have, a gun or a microphone? I'm not going to tell you what he said. You probably can guess. But he answered that question. And the funny thing is, in these episodes, I actually do, I always find a quote and this is the quote that I found for him um, because it was on his website. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. You wouldn't believe who said that. It's Tony Robbins. It's like one of these like self-help, you know, one-to-many gurus. I mean, you all know who Tony Robbins is. I was, he's the last person I would have expected um, to be quoted by Paul Hutchinson. But he's met Paul, and Paul has met him. And in fact, Tony has been involved. Tony has even witnessed these kids being saved. Tony has seen the truth, the light. He's experienced it. And once you see the truth in life, you can't go back. Once you are open, once you are alive, once you are enlightened, it's very hard to go back. It's very hard to go back to your old ways. I said at the beginning of COVID, my biggest fear, my biggest fear is that we would in fact go back to our old ways. We would regress. And you know what? Many of us have. Sadly. Maybe even most of us have. You know, this whole swing at the moment, this whole land grab of threads, everyone coming back to Clubhouse. It's, it's showing us this is human nature. This is who we are. The, the, opportun, you know, the, the opportunists coming back to, to the land grab, to the, the gold rush, to being able to, to the self-serving nature of trying to get in first and get rich quick. And the worst part of it is is that the guys and the ruse is that this is all about collaboration and helping one another. It isn't. This is the Matthew effect. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And I reject that and I rebel against it. And I know that that's my purpose. My purpose is to be uh, the contrarian in this particular case. In this particular case. So I wanted to share with you just some of these these thoughts. And by the way, you know, I'll say one more just regarding this episode. They took this, they took this, um, this movie to Hollywood and Hollywood blocked it. Hollywood did not support it. So, you know, when there is a rock in the middle of a river, the water does not try and go through it. The water does not try and beat it down. The water goes around it and slowly but surely over time 
the rock is reduced to rubble and ultimately sand. This is true. This is true. This is true of life. This is true of nature. This is true of physics. And you know, amidst, amidst all this stuff, love him or hate him, Elon Musk actually put this movie on Twitter for free and allowed them to get the word out. By the way, there is the episode if you want to capture that link. It is unlisted at the moment. I don't mind if you share it. I don't mind if you get the word out. I don't mind in this particular case if you keep it to yourself. In general, I would say never keep anything good to yourself. That's why I'll always encourage you to share this room or to tell people to come and join us in the Collective Cafe if and only if this is valuable to you. Don't hoard this. That's selfish, I feel, if you're just hoarding it. Tell one other person. Every day, tell one other person. Bring someone in. I don't take that lightly because it's your social capital and it's your social currency. And if you bring someone in and they say, what a waste of time, then then that's a withdrawal. And if they come in and they say, thank you so much for introducing me to this, then that's a deposit. And I want to help you build your equity, your currency, your credibility, the trust factor. So you'll see it says Paul Hutchinson pre-record. There, there are no tags. There's no text. This is it in its rawest form. And uh, if you want to watch it before anyone else does, uh, and as I said, if you want to share it, you, you're totally, totally welcome to do so. So in about 12 minutes, I'm going to invite anyone who wants to come up um, to comment. Um, I think with always what I'm looking for in the last 10 or 15 minutes is just anyone who was like, even wants to present a contrarian point of view. Just want to say hello to Praxim as well on our Discord, all our regulars. Um, it's good to see Slick as well uh, uh, from time to time. And I know there are a few regulars uh, in the audience today like Bez, um, and I got to say, Mel- Melissa, you're a regular now, so now you get shout outs. I might even have to give you the barrister role soon in Discord as well. Um, I love it. I get so motivated when I see Melissa every day because a week ago, I think about a week ago, maybe she didn't even probably know that the Collective Cafe existed. Um, and now she's here every day. Um, and, and that, you know, remember what we said yesterday, I think, or even the day before. We spend so much time trying to court what I call strangers and prostitutes. The stranger is a first-time buyer. The prostitute is a promiscuous buyer, a switcher. And we oftentimes neglect the people, the Praxims, the Christophers, the Slicks, the Michelles, the Melissas, the Bezes, the people that are there every day that you get to know by name and by story. I always loved that, by the way. My daughter went to Wash U in St. Louis and the kind of the thing that they really capture there is the side is 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 get to know everyone by their name and by their story because everyone has a story. So I got an opportunity to share Paul's story and get to know him a little bit more and get to talk to him a little bit more. And um, and as I said, it it changes you. It's very hard not to. Um. And not everyone is Paul, right? Not everyone has Paul's story. Not everyone has the ability to come and say, hey, like, what did you do today? Well, I saved 35 children from uh, 
the sex trade and uh, and and sex trafficking. What did you do? Uh, I gained a hundred followers on Threads. Woohoo! <laughs> kind of, kind of doesn't make us feel very good, does it? But you know what? It's okay. It's fine, actually. Getting a hundred followers on a social media platform might be great, especially if you do something with that. If you're able to actually share, you know, share something good with another person, motivate them, inspire them, make a difference in their life. This is the essence of the Collective Cafe. That by 9 a.m., when your day actually starts, you're either saying, I learned something new, I have something that I can use in my day-to-day, a data point, a stat, an insight, a tactic, it could be anything, Oh, I'm just feeling a little bit more motivated. I'm just feeling a little bit more energized. I'm feeling a little bit more um, optimistic about myself, about my role, about what I can accomplish, about who I can help. All of these things apply. So you have that link um, above. I'll probably just maybe put in one more link today, and I hope these links are valuable um, to you. Um, the, only, the only other link that I'll probably put later is just uh, if you want to subscribe to my channel um, on YouTube, it's, it's, I'll tell it to you, it's bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash subscribe to the show. Very simple. Subscribe to the show and, uh, and you can see there's an amazing wealth, uh, an archive there for you to watch. So, the final thing that I'll say and then see if anyone does want to join the conversation. Hey, I wrote a book called Join the Conversation in 2007. Um, is, you know, when we talk about this idea of the Good Samaritan wasn't broke, is remember there are two parts to it. The first part that says it's okay to make money. It's okay to be successful. Don't be embarrassed or don't let somebody embarrass you. Don't let somebody shame you. It's okay to be successful. Now what? What do you do with that? Do you give to charity? Do you volunteer? Do you help people? More importantly, what about your kids? Are they entitled? Are they spoiled? Are they gratuitous? Are they, you know, are they impressed with you? Like I know that it doesn't matter how much money I make in my life. All I really need to do is get Lionel Messi on my show or Taylor Swift. And I will have arrived in the eyes, in the hearts, in the minds, in, in, in the souls of my children. See, it doesn't take a lot at all to impress them. It's not about the money at all. I'm just kidding. Like, I'm never going to get either of them probably. Maybe I will. Actually, that's not true. I will get both of them on at one point. I just don't know what that point is. What is the message that we're leaving behind? And I actually do think, and I want to kind of wind down with this concept of legacy. I mean, earlier this week, I asked you the question, rhetorically or otherwise, I asked you the question, if you had five to ten more hours in your life every week, what would you do? What would you spend it on? And a few of the responses, no one said I would work more. Most of the people said we'd spend it on things that were not monetizable. 
Most of the people said they would spend it more on things that they love and people that they love. What's that telling us? That's telling us something very, very important. So what's the question today? The question today is, what is your legacy? What would it say on your gravestone, on your tombstone? Here lies... Sorry, Lazarus, but I'm just looking at your name there. I know you can... I'm looking at your bio as well, and I know I can see that you are a deeply religious and a spiritual man. I know you can take this. But here lies Lazarus. What did he do in his life? What did he accomplish? What is his legacy? I probably am guessing that he has one already. It's just a wild guess. What will it say? At the moment, I feel mine would say... He tried his best. I don't know that, I, that I've left behind a legacy at all. I don't know that I've achieved what I've been put on this earth to achieve yet. I feel like I'm still, I feel like I'm getting started and I feel like I definitely am not where I need to be. It's not going to say here lies Joe, he uh, sold a company. Here lies Jaffe, he wrote six books. Here lies Joseph Jaffe. He never got to be famous. Here lies Joseph Jaffe. He showed up every day and ran the collective cafe. I don't think so. I'm more interested in here lies Joseph Jaffe. He helped usher in the age of community capitalism. I like that. It's a bit bold, hairy, big, hairy, and audacious. I'd like to be, I'd like to know, here lies Joseph Jaffe, he helped change marketing for the better. That's a North Star. I may never get there. You may never get to where you need to be. But your first step is showing up. Your first step is being here today in this room or any other room or in your own room, but it's showing up. And I feel the best place to show up or the best time to show up is in the morning. It's in the morning. That's why there's method to this madness of doing an 8 to 9 a.m. slot. Because I actually, like, I got to tell you, like, I'm, I'm kind of just stunned and enamored and confused and I just don't understand how people waste so much time on things that are just unimportant. And I mean, like, unimportant, like, really unimportant like Netflix, all the time. Or, uh, or sitting on Clubhouse, all the time. Have you noticed that, that there are just some people that they're... That, I, I mean, I, I, think, I think it's a Jedi mind trick, by the way. I don't think when we see... They seem to be always on stage and in rooms. I'm pretty sure they're not actually there. It's their burner phone or something like that. They want you to think that they're there. And I hope that's the case because to actually sit and listen or talk for hours upon hours upon hours, there's, there's work to be done. You know, I've, I spent an hour editing the book today um, and, um, you know, I'm in a chapter at the moment. It's like a, it's like a very painful chapter. 
It's it's the chapter of 2021, which for me actually was when I started writing the book, it was 2021 had a good and a bad. The bad was open heart surgery. The good was I got my own currency, the Jaffe coin. I got my own creator coin. But it turns out that that was actually bad. Double whammy. Because I legitimately thought that this coin would be my ticket. That this coin was going to go to the moon. Forget about Pepe the frog. This was Jaffe the juice. I was going to the moon. And today, that whole platform imploded. And so, you know, as I was writing this morning, I actually brought in something from the Collective Cafe. I brought in the whole... Um, there's an episode of this, by the way, if you, if you go and look at the archive on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or in LinkedIn, the whole thing about procrastination and that it is better to make the wrong decision quickly than to make the right decision too slowly or even worse, no decision at all. And so like literally, this is where I got to just before um, I started today, the room. I said, in fact, I'm reading, in fact, making the wrong decision too quickly is better in the long run than making the right decision too slowly or no decision at all. And so I made the wrong decision quickly. I said, yes, I launched my own cryptocurrency, the Jaffe coin. And I have no doubt whatsoever, zero doubt that this will help me long term. Meaning to say, in case I said it the wrong way, I am 100% confident that this will help me long term. If for no other reason, then I can help other people figure it out. And when someone comes to me and goes, hey, should I get a, my own creator coin? Should I get my own cryptocurrency? I can now at least tell them. I can advise them. I can recommend in favor. I can warn them against and the next time round, boy, oh boy, am I in a better place. And just for those of you that are new to me or new to this whole space or even Web3, my coin's still alive. It's just sitting, it's sitting on a different blockchain. And when the time is right, I'll bring it back when, when I need to. When I'm, and this time I'll know what I'm doing. It's the same concept as when I had my first, you know, I say um, I had two companies that of note one was Crayon, one was Evolution. Crayon I sold, Evolution I ended up closing down. And the ironic, the irony was that I sold this company in spite of myself, not because. So it's very relevant to be a business owner, especially in the startup club today. I didn't really know what I was doing. Now when somebody goes, I sold my company in spite of myself. Ha, ha, ha. You know, like, you know, it's not all good. Because if I had sold my business because of myself, I would have sold it for a lot more or I wouldn't have sold it. So when you sell a business in spite of yourself, even though it sounds like a good one-liner, it's actually an insult to yourself. Because it means that you didn't live up to your potential. You didn't quite get it to where you needed to get to. 
And the sad thing for me, by the way, is that the second company, I made the same mistakes. And this time it cost me. And by the way, what, what does it come down to 80% of the time? This is actually documented 82% of the time. One word, people. It's all about people. The right people in the right seats. You do that, all things being equal, 80% of your battle has already been won. There are obviously big assumptions, right? You're in the right market with the right product. You have vision. I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, it's, it's not oversimplified. But when you do have purpose, Paul has purpose. When you do have a why, when you do have a North Star, when you do have that passion, nothing can hold you back especially if you surround yourself yourselves with great people. And I'd like to believe that that's what we're building here in the Startup Club, in the Collective Cafe. We're building support. We're building structure. We're building community. We're building something that must live way, way beyond the person that is up on stage right now. And it sounds easier than it is. At some point, Melissa is going to come and run and, and will run a session in the Collective Cafe. She doesn't know it yet, but she will. And my mission is to make sure that when she does, there are as many people in here, if not more. If not more. And that's an important nuance. Because what that means is that it's taking me out the equation. It means that actually people might, everyone has a shelf life. We need diversity. We need perspective. We need different voices. We need new voices. But not just because someone can raise their hand and come onto stage. But because they have something to say, because they have the platform, because they have the confidence in themselves, because I have confidence in them, because you have confidence in them, and because they're ready, timing is everything. That's what we're doing here. We're building something that will live way, way beyond me, way beyond the Collective Cafe, quite frankly, way beyond Alpha Collective, way beyond Startup Club, way beyond Clubhouse. What we're actually building here is this insight, this vision that says one hour before work starts, every single business in the whole world will have some kind of a coffee, in person or virtual. And sometimes they won't even talk about work. This is the new water cooler. Clubhouse is the new water cooler. They just kind of, I'm not sure that they know that, or maybe they forgot it, or maybe they need reminding. But what business needs and what we as humanity need right now is a water cooler. We need to be able to come together in a place, in a space, on a regular basis and talk about work and talk about life and talk, talk about love and talk about superficial, frivolous things like the jets and the cars. Because remember, the Good Samaritan wasn't broke. 
but then also talk about being a good Samaritan and leaving a legacy. We can do both. We absolutely can do both. And surprise, surprise, you know, the answer is not threads, not to have to bring it back and sully this conversation. It's audio. It's actually audio. It's not video either. Because 8 a.m. in the morning, it's touch and go. 5 p.m. on a Friday, it's all about video, baby. I want to see the drink. I want to see your beautiful pearly white teeth. But 8 a.m. in the morning, strategically, you don't want to see me. And I don't want to see you. I just want to see your beautiful faces your JPEGs, your staccato. I want to see Michelle as she looks right now in her JPEG, not as she looks behind the JPEG. And vice versa, by the way. I'm just teasing you, Michelle. And vice versa. You don't want to look at me right now. So it's 8.52. Anyone want to add to the conversation? Michelle, um, I'm going to put you on the spot because you're on the spot if you're here. You are here, I think. Any thoughts, ads, builds, pushbacks, segues, tangents? Now I'll put on the spot, and she may actually have dipped out, which is great because I just spoke about the fact that I wouldn't want to see her right now on video. What about you in the room? Any comments? Anyone want to come on stage and just hear a different voice? Surely you're all sick of me right now. Otherwise, I'm going to actually get paranoid and think maybe, is anyone in the room actually here? Am I even here? Is this real? Are you real? Which I'm citing this um, incident that happened on the plane where I'm still not quite sure what happened. Maybe someone can explain it to me. But uh, it involved, I think, a woman kind of leaving and saying that she saw someone or something or their people weren't real. Um, She might have been wearing... Uh, Apple's Vision Pro glasses or something like that. So if there are no comments or or thoughts, um, yeah, I'll close it in, in a minute or two. Um, as always, we will, uh, with the help of my friend Jonathan, um, we will summarize this um, conversation. I'll put it out on LinkedIn um, and share that with you. Um, oh, good. Slick just said it's real. Thank God. I was get, I was getting really a little bit worried um, that uh, that I don't know. Had I put everyone to sleep? Um, it, you know, am I dreaming right now? Are you actually all doing the very thing that I asked you to do? You're walking the dog. You're on the treadmill. You're commuting. You're getting the kids ready for camp because school's over. Unless you're in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, in which case you wouldn't be getting the kids ready for school. But you know what I mean. What I'm basically saying is you're actually doing the very thing that I asked you to do. And now it, and now I'm thinking like, wait a second, but I do want a little bit of company. I'm feeling a bit lonely and neglected at the moment. But that's, but that's okay. Um, so I'm glad, I'm glad that it's real. Um, and uh, oh, here we go. Thank you. Uh, I've got someone coming. Thank, thank God. Dr. Rao. Are you real? Yeah, I'm very much real. Thank God. Welcome. I'm always in the present, so I don't daydream or 
you know, future cast, anything like that. Yeah, I know how you feel when you, you want to come and interact with people. I do daily rooms on uh, several subjects, but basically I'm a uh, medicine, medical doctor, internal medicine, and also I'm an informatician and also yoga practitioner. And uh, I kind of work for the wellness. I talk saw the wellness in your title. That's why I came in and say my perspective on that. I, I worked in the industry more than 40 years as a, a regular doctor, uh, but I saw mostly oriented towards illness and I was treating all the illnesses, but I was interested in how to keep them more holistically well, uh, well because I'm a yoga practitioner by definition that has got some discipline, some kind of control over the diet and all that. That kept me uh, well most of the uh, my years, right? Uh, now I'm 69. I don't uh, take any medications because my lifestyles are kind of like that. You know, I kind of preach that. And that also helps with my mental health also. I relate to people. I like your analogy, like, uh, you know, Clubhouse is the new water cooler. I, I will take that with me today <laughs> because that's very, very good, you know. So I just thought I would say hi to you, Jeff, and then just introduce my work. I kind of work for wellness-oriented health systems and um, how to enhance individual human being and also work for the planet health and uh, work for our own internal spiritual realization. These are my four things that I do in my life. And uh, I'm very happy to provide the service. I don't do it as a business because I don't know much about the business part of it. But uh, I'm very happy providing the service that I do. So I just uh, came up to say hello to you and introduce myself and keep company with you at least for a few minutes. Thank you, Jeff. No, thank you. I'm so happy you did. And uh, I, I like the way you said, you know, these are just the four things I do. Most people, uh, I think, would dream of doing uh, three of the things you do or two of the things. It's it's wonderful. And I really actually, you know, this is how my mind thinks. Like, I love the last five minutes or ten minutes of our session actually being maybe inviting people up to introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do. One of the things that I feel very, very strongly about is I hate, hate, and I generally try to use words like love, but I hate people that um, shame others and chastise others for, in quotes, shilling, right? Um, I want people to shill. I want people to be able to, but I have a, a system of reciprocity, which means which means when people come up and say, this is what I need or what I want, or this is where I need help, and this is how I can help you in return. That, to me, is the kind of energy and the kind of, um, the kind of atmosphere that I want to create. In your case, I love the fact you just came up to introduce yourself. Um, it's very special. So now I know who's here. A, you're real, uh, and B, to understand the quality of the people that are in the room. By the way, I mean, for someone that does as much as you, holistically and otherwise, I mean, think about that as well as a business opportunity for doctors, you know, especially if you're a holistic doctor, especially if you, if you practice, whether it's Zen or, or, or yoga, but being able to also have, have a 30-minute, like the fact that you do a room, like your patient, your patient should, 
should be able to say, should want to actually join you for 30 minutes in the morning and hear some of your lessons and your insights and maybe something you've picked up at a conference or something you've read. This is the point that, I've, that I was trying to make at the beginning is that we are all we are all so powerful. We're all walking miracles. We all have so much potential, right? We are all good Samaritans. Um, and we don't need to be broke, by the way. And whether we have money or not, we can do good. And sometimes having money will help us do good, even more good. And you can just see how it just all works together as well. So uh, one thing I'm going to do is, is that anyone who comes up ever on stage, I will at a minimum follow you. Um, and one of the things I'm also thinking of doing, I'm going to just start introducing new ways to engage and recognize and reward is we'll probably start to do some little digital ticket stubs, some POAPs every now and then. Uh, I might I might be a bit sneaky and say that you only have to, that I'll, that you can only redeem them in Discord, but we're going to play around a little bit. We can have a bit of fun too. You know, it doesn't have to be all deadly serious. Um, you know, I even did that with Paul. You know, we... we uh, <laughs> I mean, after he just like delivered one of these insights, which is like, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, um, I'd photoshopped his head on, on Lex Luthor's body um, because one of his fun facts is that he stole Superman's girlfriend. Um, and so I said, you might actually think of this man as a modern-day superhero, but he's not. He's not. He's actually a supervillain. In fact, he stole Superman's girlfriend. And that disarmed him, and he laughed, and it brought a bit of levity to the conversation. Um and it allowed us to kind of get through the heaviness of it without feeling the weight of the world on our shoulders. So, Dr. Rao, thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Uh, Michelle, I don't know if you stepped away, but if you're back, thank you for opening the room. Uh, for all of you uh, in the audience, um, maybe uh, oh, she's back. Fantastic. I said some things about you while you were away. I'm not going to tell you what. You're going to have to listen. Oh, no. You're going to have to listen to the replay, but I, but I, but I know you were away because you didn't respond. Um, but um, don't worry. There weren't bad things at all. Um, uh, as I said, this, we'll, we'll have this article out through LinkedIn you know, within the next few days. I'm a little behind. Just so much content being created. Today I'm going to share Whitney Lawrenson's um, appearance on our Alpha Beta Talks, which was last week, and she actually spoke about health and wellness. We also had Shira Lazar talking about mental health. So I really am dedicated to this critical subject at least once a week. It's just super, super important uh, right now. And just final word, which is if you haven't already, um, I would really, really appreciate you spreading the word about our, uh, about our movement this is what it is. It's a movement. It's not a moment. It's a movement. It's something that we can just grow over time. Um, and I just want to thank anyone who, in fact, did um, register for uh, today. Rao, I saw you just, Dr. Rao, you just registered. Thank you so much. Um, and, um, you know, you'll see me live in with video and Francine uh, at 3 p.m. today. And I will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, say it with me, Michelle. I dare you to show up tomorrow, Michelle. Are you going to show up tomorrow? Yes, I'm going to be here for sure. Because we're we're reading. I dare I you. I love that one. Yeah, we're yeah. continuing. We're continuing to evolve the conversation. Um, so much uh, to look forward to, um, and I'm just absolutely humbled and and privileged uh, to have this 
microphone and this platform and be able to talk to all of you. So have an amazing day and I will see you all tomorrow. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.